All right. Oh my God! No yep. way! There it is. <laughs> so not even a rosette. Uh, if this if this makes it into the footage, uh, Andrew is watching Chris Wondolowski miss his six yard sitter for the first time, and his immediate reaction was, "Oh no way!" Which is about on par with what your main reaction should be. Um, Andrew, whenever you're ready to go. That's the cold the open. F- That's the cold open. There we go. We're back. Tampa Bay Cop Talk once again. I myself, Jordan, and finally here. Uh, if you didn't know, much like Liverpool's form, I come and go as I please. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And so, you know, finally winning in 2021, and here I am. I'm back. It was the deal I made with the devil. Anyways, <laughs> once again, we're back to talk about Liverpool as we head into an important match on Thursday. Uh, I am Jordan, and I am joined by... I'm David. I'm Andrew. And I'm Darius. Boom. We didn't step on each other's toes. I'm glad to know in my time off, we somewhat figured that out, even if it was innately. (laughs) (laughs) It was very, very tepid, very like tiptoey right there. I I had forgotten that Darius wasn't host. I was a little confused. (laughs) No, don't worry. I'm your captain now. Look at me. I'm the captain now. And I'm here to steer you on this wonderful journey as we talk about our Liverpool football club. Um, so on the weekend, Liverpool did something that hasn't been the usual in 2021, unfortunately. They won a game and they kept a clean sheet, surprisingly enough, with Adrian in goal. Uh, a lot of permutations there, a lot of things to draw from that alone. If I had told you the one of the first few clean sheets that we get in 2021 would feature Nat Phillips, Kabak, and Adrian at the back, you might have slapped me across the face and asked me what kind of drugs I was on. None. If you had told me... If you'd have told me at the beginning of the season that there'd be one game that those three play together, like if you just said, come in at the end of February. You would think that's the be... 7-2 against Villa, right? No, no. <laughs> here's the thing. If you told me in come the end of February, it's going to be Nat Phillips, Ozan Kabak, and Adrian at the back, I would have assumed that at, somewhere around the holidays, the rapture occurred. <laughs> and like most of the, like, like the, the leftovers that show happened. And like most of the team got lifted into the heavens or something. <laughs> <laughs> Or we had an FA Cup run going of some sort, right? Like we, we were no, in- not even that. Like I still wouldn't have bought it. I Jordan, like, I think let, let's be honest. I think most people would have been like, "Who the bloody hell is Ozan Kabak?" Oh yeah, right. Well, yeah. We, to be fair, we were in well, for him. They were in for him in the summer, but yeah. come on. And in the summer when we were in for him, everyone was like buzzing about him, like, "Oh, he's the next great thing," you know. But time, time changes everything, you know. And now he's um, the next stage on Love Run. So. <laughs> Oh, hey, that's who he's always going to be. I mean, <laughs> everyone says we shouldn't have let him go, so might as well get the next one, right? He's exactly. best at, one of the best center backs in the world. He said his... he's the best center back in the world. So, I mean, we just got to we just gotta take it as it is and, and deal with it. He is, he's the next station on Lopper. But anyways, one of the more interesting things to come out of the Sheffield United game, and Klopp admitted to such, was there a, was a slight tweak of the system we've been asking for. David, you yourself have been pounding the drum, a switch of system, a switch of system, a switch of system. <laughs> We got a slight tweak. What did you think? I liked it. I mean, it was a little, it was weird because it, you know, you see the team sheet come out and you're like, well, it's a four, three, three, but it just kind of shows you that like, just because he's putting out 11 players and just because this is what we all assume it's going to be, it doesn't, you know, that's not necessarily what it's actually going to look like when, when they get into practice and like, so they go out. They obviously had some kind of plan to get Curtis Jones further forward that Tiago and Jeannie were going to kind of play like a – it wasn't like a double pivot necessarily or like a 4-2-3-1, but it was – you know, they were both sitting a little bit deeper. 
and that Mane was going to get more central and Bobby was going to drop deeper and help out. And so that, I, you know, it, it all looked good. It was interesting to see like the plan on the left side, because normally you have like the midfielder sort of ties it all together and Robbo goes forward and it really didn't happen at all. Like Curtis Jones did his thing, had total freedom and Robbo just kind of like stayed put, which is probably a good thing given the fact that he's played the most minutes on the whole team. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, I liked it. Like even just the unpredictability of it. And then, you know, you had that center back pairing that we wanted to see again and they played well. I thought they were, they were good in their own ways. You know, Kabak has a slip up for the own goal. Uh, that doesn't count though. So it doesn't. Like, Cause it's cares. offside, right? Like yeah, the line, it's offside, line so who cares? Job. they did their yeah. job. They held the line. He was offside. Thank and he, God. Thank he, God for VAR guys. Well, but any, like the well, thing no, he about, didn't even go to VAR. It didn't go. To yeah. Hey Darius, I didn't ask. That's not the point. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's funny to me because like everyone, I don't know. We're in, the, we're in a state as a fan base now where we're all really wound up and like everything's in crisis mode. So any little small thing that we can latch onto and freak out about, we're doing that right now. But like, you know, it was offside. The line was held. He kicked it into his own net. I guess you don't want him to do that. But part of me thinks he was fairly confident that it was offside. And that's why he kicked it into the net. But yeah. um, it didn't count. So you can't hold it against him if it didn't count. Right? No, not at all. And I, I thought they both did pretty well. Like, I'm sorry. One of my favorite plays in the game was when in the first half, uh, Phillips comes out, like climbs over a dude to win the header. And if you yeah. see him, he just like falls on his face on the way down. But the header lands to Bobby who takes one touch and slides Mo through. And he probably should have crossed it across goal to give it to Mane. But nonetheless, yeah. like that header sprung us free. And I was just like, that was a gangster ass header. Cause he climbed like he climbed way up. He went up two notches to get it. <laughs> yeah. Your boy Nat out here looking like B Rabbit, man. He he's got the shaved head. He just I looks mean, badass. Go for it. He looks like he's Detroit, nineteen ninety nine, about to go on eight mile, man. Like he he looks he looks like he's got that 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 extra grit to his game. So I appreciate the fact that it's like turning into attack too. Yeah, he looks like he's you know learned how to make deer skins and is like living in the woods. <laughs> I, you can't pers- see him. He's got on he's got on all the uh, the fatigues, John. He's living in a shed in the woods. Yeah, <laughs> probably. Hopefully, I mean, if he's living in the shed in the woods, he'll know how to deal with a lot of the bastards in the Premier League, right? Like, but uh, I personally like to call that hair setup with the full beard with the shaved head, the Guinness. You know, it's kind of like dark on the bottom, light on the top. I don't know. I'm just whatever. Anyways, Andrew, <laughs> Andrew, Andrew, changes system. Uh huh. What did you take away from it, man? Uh, to be honest, um, I was in and out during the game. I was hosting, had people over. You know, a little bit of drinks, a little bit of beach in the sun. You know, I had a little Tom Brady drunk moment. You know what I mean? So. It's not like I got to analyze it uh, live. Um, I had a bit of bit to my time to myself afterwards to do a little, little something, something. But here's the thing: at the end of the day, we scored goals. At the end of the day, we get the three points. That's all you can ask for. That's all you want, right? right. So now, mind you, the context is this is the worst team in the league. So if we didn't get the three points against this team, it's like, well, then, well, did we just? turn off the rest of the season kind of thing? Do you just, like, tune out? I mean, obviously, you watch the games, but you are you just checked out, you know what I mean, as a fan? No, we're full-blown crisis mode again. Yeah, I know, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Oh, full, like, it's just it's just hard. It's just, it gets harder and harder for me not to, you know, have multiple therapist sessions. You see what I'm saying? If we didn't win that game. So, obviously, we did the, we did the business. We But let's be honest, though, we, we, we did what we were supposed to do. Yeah. Now, yeah, but, I mean, mind you, you got to start somewhere, on, though. Hold, yeah, go ahead. Hold go on. Ahead. I, I understand that like we we haven't been doing what we're supposed to do in recent months. I get all that. 
But again, this is the worst team in the league. That's by far probably the worst relegation contender in years or some nonsense, right? Don't they have the worst points or something? But point yeah, being, no. since Darby, no. yeah, yeah, since Darby. There you go. So, but but point being, you know, we got the three points. Maybe this could. I, I'm just wary that this is the false dawn. You know, when we won against Tottenham and West Ham, we thought, oh, we're back, baby. Didn't quite work out that way. So. We'll see, hopefully. But, you know, Chelsea's a big test. And, God, I hate them. I hate Chelsea so much. I probably hate Chelsea more than I do Tottenham. So, um, yeah, it's a big game for me. And uh, the nerves are high. Um, I'm getting out of, you know, I'm, I'm canceling meetings uh, so I can make the game. You know what I'm saying? All right. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Well, Chelsea, before Chelsea a small club too. Before nope. we wrap up the show, Andrew. Yeah, geez. Yeah, before we saying. go barreling into Chelsea. Uh, I'm saying. I'm go excited. To Darius. I got to go but to Darius. I'm, you know, nervous. Darius. I know, I know you've got his kid on, change of system at Monty dropping deep, playing a little bit of a 10. What did you take away from it? Well, I mean, I like the fact that he was playing more centrally. Uh, the fact that you saw him and Trent actually getting a little bit more central than you're used to seeing because Trent didn't just play on the touchline like we've been seeing a lot this season. He was actually kind of playing in your number eight role that I know y'all want to see. Uh, so, yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a nice performance to see Bobby moving in and out not just staying as your striker, but kind of moving into more of a creative role. Uh, shout out to Ross over at Redman TV. He talked about Bobby, his potential future being as a number eight. Saw a little bit of that. You saw him as an eight, saw him as a 10. So just seeing the same guys, but playing differently, I really like the invention. It, it, I would have loved it if it had turned into four or five goals, but you know, even for the way that they played against a, a down Sheffield, it was almost like they were trying something new on the training ground. So I appreciated that. Did we so we that didn't. Was... Oh. Well, I was just I was just saying we didn't we didn't necessarily see a full change in the system by having like guys in completely different spots, but just those heat maps look, looked a little bit different than what you're used to, and I kind of like that. Right, right. Can we say that was Bobby's goal really own goal? Can we like have umbrage with that committee? It was an own goal. It was. I mean, there was was an angle. Yeah, there was an angle from behind (laughs) where you see it going like to the sideline, like David. Hey, I didn't do the math on that, but hey, I don't give a fuck. Bitches got to be in the position, baby. That's it. How about he he went past four dudes to get off a shot? I think that's impressive enough. Like I'll give him. Yeah, yeah. But you haven't seen him do in a minute, by the way. And that's and it's a little upsetting because Mane would have gotten an assist, I think, right? Probably. Um, yeah. Was it Mane that passed it to him? I can't remember who Cannot played the pass. I, I feel like it was it either Trent or I mean, Kirby. after you dribble past eight guys, does it matter who passed you the ball? No, yeah. but it's it's about the you know what yeah. we always talk about as as you know uh, sports talk kind of crap is the you know the the confidence thing of you know Mane hasn't been playing well. He's been getting a little bit of stick, and so like obviously a goal does him a world of good, but like an assist is like half a goal. So like maybe that helps him too, and. You know, because obviously we've been relying on Mo to score goals and miss six-yard sitters, but um, you know we we need all of them to start firing in order. Because as Klopp said, it's very simple, guys. Uh, we need to win football matches in order to get top four, and that's it. We need bitches to score if we're gonna win football matches. <laughs> like it's it's really that simple. So it's I, I was just hoping like just for those kinds of things. Um, I just take it back to Suarez like years ago. He. I think he was like he had a goal or he had a he had a through on goal where he could have passed it and it was better but he took he was selfish and he took the goal and then afterwards he said he did it for his confidence or something like that. So I'm just assuming that like again players at that level think along those lines. 
Yeah, I mean, it would have been nice if, if Mane or whoever passed Bobby the ball got an assist, but it was a thousand percent an own goal. I do want to touch on something that Darius brought up uh, about Trent. He did move a little more centrally, and his numbers benefited and his production benefited. Mm-hmm. Um, like he had the most passes in the game, he created three chances, he had the best possession numbers in the game, the most take ons. He was by far the most influential player on the pitch again. Uh, and some of that had to do with him moving over towards the eight. And we've had discussions about this in the past. And this may be one that I finally get to win over David. And I'm very excited about that. But system change could have possibly been down to the fact we were missing a certain big, bald, beautiful man who we've been shoving into the to the defensive line. Uh, Darius ever- is right there, bro. <laughs> ever, <laughs> since our, got ever since our we, we, we're about the same too <laughs> uh, D- oh, yes Darius is also bald uh, big and beautiful and we love him for that <laughs> but, but, uh, bald and beautiful? <laughs> don't worry oh Andrew Fabinho has been back in training oh. right Fabinho <laughs> has been this? back in training right before, before he went out a lot of play at the center back. And I think we got to a point where his fans, we grew frustrated with it and felt as if he's being wasted back there. And we're not even really picking up clean sheets. So what is even the point of it all? So I'm going to throw this at David. Fabinho comes back. Not do you think what will Klopp do? What would you do? I'm hundred percent putting him in the midfield. Uh, there's a really good piece in the athletic today from uh, Kivo O'Neill. She wrote a piece like where they statistically break down like the, his numbers in midfield in terms of the way he breaks up play, his percentage of tackles won, uh, the way he distributes the ball forward, all of that. You compare that with, you know, the number of aerial duels that he wins in the midfield that we were talking about earlier, man, he's just such an advantage in the midfield because of what he, creates for the other guys and Darius and I alluded this uh back in the last episode about you know the freedom that he creates his presence allows Jeannie Vinaldum to go out and and have what Darius or Darius described as a gap year you know like just total freedom of like just go do what you want man go have fun and and we need Jeannie to have that right now because Jordan Henderson isn't there to run wild so I'm I'd like to see him back in the midfield with him Phillips and Kabak, I mean, good luck winning a ball in the air against us. You're going to have to beat us on the ground. And he's so good at breaking up play for opponents, winning us the ball back in dangerous areas and redistributing it. So I think for me, you know, it's a no-brainer. I'd put him back in the midfield because, like you said, we weren't even keeping clean sheets before when he was playing back there. And we, we've all noticed it, right? We've all commented on it at some point where – you know, you, you can put in a certain type of challenge in the midfield, but you can't do it in defense. And he doesn't seem to be able to draw that line for himself very yeah. well. <laughs> so you've got these undisciplined sort of, I, I would do this in the center circle challenge, but it's on the edge of the area and it gets him a penalty. Well, yeah, exactly. What you're saying is like, it's a midfielder, like cosplaying as a center back. Yeah, exactly. So he does it. He does the cosplay really good, put a lot of hours into that cosplay, but it's not the same. It's not the authentic thing in it. It's like it's like a really convincing drag queen. It's still just a dude, like you know. <laughs> well, damn, I didn't, I didn't need to go all there, but I wanted to get no, more dirty. Kidding. But that's fine. That, I mean, you know, I've seen the shows. I've been, I've, I've been a thing. I've seen. I need life, a know? big banner on the cop that says Fabinho, our center back drag oh, queen. That's what, <laughs> that's what I need now, uh, Darius. 
Fabinho uh, comes back. Do we slot him in to the to the back line because Klopp seems to do that? Do we stick with a change of system and put him in next to Genie Vinaldom or Thiago? Does putting Fabinho back into the DM allow us to go back to our normal system and look better? What do you think, man? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with the six yeah, because it's pretty obvious that Liverpool are better with him at the six. He's he's that anchor in the midfield that allows all the other midfielders to go do what they want to do. We saw it two years ago when Hendo moved from the six back to the eight. He was able to play that box to box role, and that's where he really exploded the second half of the season in the 2018-19 year. That's when he started getting his goals. You remember that Southampton game? You see him all juiced up after he scores. That's because Fabinho's behind him. You don't have that with the midfielders if you don't have that anchor. So it's it's crucial to have Fabinho back there. But, I mean, kind of like what you guys were talking about defensively, it's a totally different mindset being the guy in the midfield and being the last line of defense. You're playing on your back foot when you're the defender. You're reading and re- you're reacting. Where when you're in midfield, you can attack. He gets to be a front foot defender. So he does a lot of the same things, but by virtue that – increases the value of the defense makes the defense better and it also allows the other midfielders to go and join the attack so he does a lot of that dirty work and oh by the way like let's not forget even though Fabinho is the most capped of the um center backs this year he has the most appearances at center back imagine that right (laughs) but don't forget of all of the options including Reese Williams including Nat Phillips including Kabak including Davies he has the least experience of playing center backs. So yeah. why, why, why wouldn't it make sense to put the actual center backs back there, put the world-class player back at his world-class position and make as few changes as possible. That's what you can do by putting Fabinho back in the six. Yeah. I, and I totally agree. And before we go to Andrew and we get a little dose of reality, a couple of things to reinforce here <laughs> earlier in the season, you know, as we're going through our crisis mode and, you know, I wasn't on the pod, but I was texting and I went deep into those numbers and yeah, we have two less aerial duels, one per game this year, which, you know, it doesn't seem a lot like two doesn't seem like a large number, but over a course of a season during a game, those two aerial duels that are probably Fabinho winning them in the midfield are super important, takes the pressure off the midfield, immediately puts the ball back right into play. Also, when there isn't a six foot guy anchored right in the middle of the midfield, guess what the other team feels comfortable in doing? Playing long balls up to their striker in the center. And guess what? A long ball up to the center can bounce and stay in play. If you play a long ball a little bit too far on the wing, it's out of bounds. Play restarts. We don't have to worry about it. So having them there, protecting the space, super important. And I would agree that I would love to see him move up to the six. I think it would open up so many things for us. But Andrew, what is our boy Jurgen going to do, do you think? Well, you know, obviously I agree with y'all more or less in terms of what we sh- what I want to do. And sometimes in the fact that I say all that kind of shit makes me feel like a Man City fan last year where they would, the Man City fans would look at Pep like, what are you doing? Why are we doing this in the Champions League? You know, they saw the writing on the wall, right? So I feel much of the same way questioning my manager, right? But here's the thing, though. Um, unfortunately, life is complicated and it's not simple, even though solutions seem to be simple. So it's one of those things where I think we're overthinking it. And, and Klopp, obviously, he knows more than us. But it, it, it seems to be that in a big game like this, we can't lose this game. So, you, you, you know, this is the, the cliche six-pointer thing they're talking about. I've seen it in the media. And um, I'm just concerned that Klopp – and Klopp said in that, that interview, that press conference or whatever, he said something like, it'd be nice to have him in the midfield in some games. 
I I, I don't know if I'm in uh, like a Marvel fanboy, like reading too much into it, but he's basically saying not all games, right? He didn't say yeah. all games. He said some games. So for some games that are super important, we're going to put him as center back is what I read into that. Yeah. So that's what I'm concerned about. And that's what I'm worried about. And ultimately it's like a, it's a very conservative approach and considering, you know, what's going on in, you know, this season, uh, like I get it and the finance, he must be in, under enormous pressure and so on, not from like a losing a job standpoint, but just from a, you know, this challenge, so to speak. Um, but it's difficult because I just don't see him. I have no faith in Fabinho playing the six on Thursday. I have no faith. So you're saying he's going like anti Herm Edwards where he's like, hello, you play to win the game. Except for when you tie against like the bigger teams. Go for the yeah, tie. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm just – because, and also considering our home form and, the matches. and every, <laughs> yes. everything else. I mean, but my thing is it's just like play him as a six and if you need to – like if – I don't know. You need to revert back or someone fucks up. Take Phillips off. Put him back. You put him – you know what I mean? Like you like can, they do have options at center back. Yeah, at least yeah, a couple like, of yeah, come on. All right, uh, but I just don't. I have at this point, I have no faith until I see it. And mind you, it happens. Um, shots are going to be had. It's going to be an exciting time because then that means then it's going to be an exciting time for the next run of five games. You All know right. what I'm saying? All right. So if, if we've been playing the six and so on, what what kind of Liverpool we're going to look like again? So <laughs> then then the title four, right, the, the top four is on. You know what I'm saying? It's it's gonna be it's gonna be exciting. <laughs> He does that, but I don't right. think he does. We are going to discuss a little bit later when we get to selection what it means if Fabinho oh, is back in the center back. But right here, real quick, we're going to drop a little a snippet from an episode of Origin Stories. And I kind of like got into soccer like a second time because of the fans and learning about Liverpool supporters and who they were and what the club means to the city and how it's working class and how everyone's always trying to knock them down and say you're going to steal their, their wallets or you're going to steal hubcaps and things like that and that, I kind of identified with that and um, I kind of like love the fight and spirit and the identity and what the team means to the city is like more important than anything else. It's what the club means to the city. And I think um, for a lot of new Liverpool supporters, especially the last 10 years since uh, FSG has taken over, since Liverpool's been touring more, um, a lot of like Americans get into Liverpool and I think they think they know what it is, but like you, you, you have to really dive deep because it's not, it's a club, it's not a franchise. And there's like a, a very distinct difference culturally. But I think once people tap into that, everything makes sense. Hopefully you guys go and watch and enjoy that episode with the Monty Williams. It is class. And I like anyone who resonates uh, with the club through the people of Liverpool. I find that that's a person after my own heart. Um, anyways, uh, before we so abruptly went into that break, we were discussing Fabinho playing a six and Andrew kept bringing up the fact that we are playing Chelsea on Thursday. That is true. It's a big game. It's a six pointer. All the cliches as it goes, life Dang. is tough. Solutions are easy, but they're not as easy as they seem. But anyways, Chelsea, they had some problems. And there was an easy solution for them. Let's just fire the manager who was shit. I think it. I just want to say I seen it. I seen it. Before the season started, I seen it. Okay. Oh, you're gonna take. 
Okay, are you are you gonna get back at Dan Dormer get, and tell him now? Guys, that guys, you were guys, right, I don't but. get many wins. Hey, listen, when I get a win, I want to, you know, you got Chelsea you. right. <laughs> you got Spurs being our title challengers blatantly wrong. Hey man, oh, like I just said, I don't get many the, wins. We'll put that in the well, universe. Then again, <laughs> then again, to be fair, we all got us being title challengers blatantly wrong. <laughs> well, but no one else is, so technically. And listen, listen. Yeah. I, I we think, thought it was us. So. I think our loss. I think our loss in that prediction comes down to extenuating circumstances that we cannot foresee. That's Tottenham, fair. That's Tottenham fair. has had no such bumps in the road. So Andrew, I take five hundred points from Gryffindor, and I <laughs> and I take a moment to shame you. You Shit. think you think he's in Gryffindor? <laughs> that is a Slytherin. Come on, come on, bro. He's Slytherin. I mean, hey, dude, I ain't. I get I more. Think? I get. I get Hufflepuff vibes from Andrew personally. Oh, oh. No, 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 why do Why do you laugh? See, listen. Here's the problem. And look, we're gonna get back on track very shortly. I promise everyone. Harry out Potter, there, go listen. over my head, kids. Listen. What? Oh, come yeah, on. There is nothing wrong with Hufflepuff. It is a cornerstone of Hogwarts. They are important people too. We They're can't small all be clubs, Gryffindors. Jordan. They're Y'all like want to be called the Puffs. Club. You want to be the puff? Okay, whatever. You know what? When you're in, when you're sick and you is need that, a buff, is that and like you need Everton, a, Tottenham, and- <laughs> it, it, you know, it kind of is. It kind of is. It's like with the toffees. Like not not to you know rag on them, but it's like if you, you need, need a puffs. botanist, you're gonna want a Hufflepuff. That's all I'm gonna say. Anyways, Ravenclaw smart. Gone off- Gryffindor is brave. Slytherin is the dickheads, and then there's Hufflepuff. That's basically oh my goodness! I can't believe this this type of like prejudice and hatred going on in 2021. I won't stand for it. So instead, we're gonna move right into the football. <laughs> get the lunch money taken. <laughs> Listen, problems require solutions. Chelsea's problem hired a shit manager who was unproven and did shit at Derby. So we got to fire the guy, even though we love him. Sorry, you get the Chelsea treatment. You've been here. You know how it goes. Players play shit. Managers got to go so that when the new manager comes in and all the players start playing great again, everyone's like, what the fuck was going on? But Thomas Tuchel comes in and, you know, I don't really rate Thomas Tuchel in the upper echelon, but he is a good manager and he has traveled around Europe and done some, you know, somewhat impressive things at, at big clubs. And more importantly, he's turned it around at Chelsea and he hasn't lost a game. While manager at Chelsea has them playing differently. Surprise, surprise, decide he's going to play players in the positions that they should play in. Timo Werner is no longer a winger. So there's that. Um, but David, the turnaround under Tuchel, impressive, yes? Um, I mean, kind of, right? Because, like, they were playing pretty ass there for a minute. But then again, this squad is ridiculously stacked with attacking players, and they really ought to play much better than they were. I think the big thing that uh, is, you know, deserves credit for is like you said, putting everybody back in their positions, like actually getting them to play where they're supposed to play. Uh, he has taken been a, it's been pretty pragmatic from him um, in the approach. So it's not been exactly thrilling to watch, but I also think that it's been, you know, effective and he's got Mason Mount back into the team. Who's been kind of proven himself to be indisposable. Uh, so I think, yeah, all in all, good job from him. I mean, it, this is a team that really should play some incredible football. But at least, you know, in fairness to them, they're winning again. So yeah, they're not you can't just fault them for that. <laughs> uh, they went to Atletico and and they did the business. Something that we couldn't do the year yeah. prior. Something I didn't um, think they were going to be able to do. Right, I honestly thought they get bowled over. But I mean, that speaks to Thomas Tuchel's pedigree as being a European manager that he was able to go there, go lock horns with Diego Simeone with the fairly new team, and and get the job done. Uh, and yeah, in the league, turned it around. 
Uh, last week against United, one of the more boring nil-nils that you will ever see in your life. But, you know, the position that Chelsea's in is trying to pick up points and climb up the table, and they're right on our heels. Uh, oh, actually, they're right in front of us. Uh, right in front of us. Uh, yeah, We're exactly. on their heels. Um, Darius, turn around at Chelsea. What do you make of it? Um, I mean, if you were only watching the games, you didn't know the players' names, you didn't know the managers' names, you would not know the difference between like Sam Allardyce and West Brom right now. Like, that's kind of the way they've been playing. Like, they've just been pragmatic. I, I will say it's very impressive what he's done in getting everyone to buy into it, but they're playing not, not to lose football at the moment. That's not to say that it won't change in a heartbeat. Um, because one thing that Tuchel, you have to give him a lot of credit for, is that he was able to, a certain extent, manage egos at PSG, where you had freaking Mbappe and, and Neymar. So being able to manage the egos, I think that's really the job that he's going to be tasked with doing at Chelsea, because they brought in a lot of young superstars. And it was kind of obvious that someone of Frank Lampard's pedigree as a manager, not as a personality, not as a person, but as a manager, maybe not up to that snuff. So it, it does seem like so far he's gone and he said, Colin Humpson and Doy, if I want to take you off at halftime, I'm taking you off at halftime. I'm the manager. You listen to me. So he's kind of put his foot down in that way, which, you know, it can be dangerous because if you lose a couple of guys in the locker room, you don't recover from that. That could be a very short time there. I mean, if he wants to go full Jose Mourinho. But, I mean, as far as the football, I haven't exactly been – I mean, super impressed. They've been very pragmatic, but you you understand that he's building a base and they have the attacking talent. So you would assume that it's a platform that they can kick off from, but you, you, you that's just kind of going off of, again, the names on the paper, whether or not that's going to translate. I mean, we'll see, but I, I would say it's like, all right, it's a decent start, but so far it's like, I'm not seeing that much to really write home about, but it's early days. So I mean, I'm not going to give him no slack about it. Yeah. I mean, I have mentioned that they are unbeaten in the league, but in, in that run is a lot of draws against yeah. teams that maybe they They're should not score drawn. Drew has <clears throat> been their most potent yeah. guy, like uh, of the last few weeks, you know, they drew, they drew United nil, nil. Uh, they drew, uh, <clears throat> They drew Southampton 1-1. I'm just like looking down these results recently. Like there was a lot of draws because they were being pragmatic and they were sitting back. But slowly but surely, they're starting to like figure out the attacking just a little bit. What you think you could do with all those players. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, they could could hit a switch like that. I mean, there's nothing that makes me go into the game thinking like, oh, they're not going to be able to figure it out. Like they're they're probably going to figure it out at some point. It's just whether or not, you know, Roman Abramovich is going to be patient enough. No, yeah, that's funny. You brought up PSG, and the whole reason he got sacked at PSG is because he butted head with uh, the ownership. And we already know how Chelsea is. That's going to happen within the next two to three years. Just just be ready for it. But, yeah. you know, like every new manager at Chelsea, the beginning is beautiful and brilliant, and, and they're doing exactly what they do under every single new manager that they get uh, to step up their performance. Um, another thing that you touched on, uh, Olivier Giroud. I have to say, um, Olivier Giroud is an enigma. I don't understand him. Uh, just when I'm ready to say that, yeah, you know, he's washed up. He just goes and scores goals and becomes a vital, pivotal point of their attacking system and carries them. Like, he goes to a Europa League final and wins it on his own. But then he can't seemingly – doesn't know how to play football again. But then he's going to go score a bicycle kick at Atletico Madrid and become the most important striker in the team yes. when he was, was just moments away from walking out under Lampard. But – 
All that aside, let's go to my main man, Andrew, who is always good for a little bit of ramping up of the anxiety. This is a big match. How do you feel about the Chelsea turnaround, my friend? Well, look, look, let me talk about Giroud for a second. Listen. He gives I your man Allison to, some competition. Listen, hey. I want him to play on I want him to play on Thursday because the way I see it is, I mean, not to sound like an idiot, but he's big. Phillips is big. Love little little shoulder battle, little elbow battle. I think that plays in it. I mean, maybe it's too simple to say that plays in the Phillips strength. I rather my point being though, I rather like the comparative advantages he's playing as opposed to a Timo Werner or a Tammy, or Tammy Abraham. Yeah, who has a bit more pace and so on. So I'd rather see him play. And you're right, Giroud is a bit of an enigma in terms of he, he's an incredible footballer, but sometimes it's like he forgets how to football. Well, he's slow. I mean, that's that's yeah, a big if, drawback. If that's a I'm I'm making up verbs here, but um under Tuchel though, look. I ain't worried about a thing, you know, in terms of the long-term quote unquote long-term, whatever the word long-term means in a Chelsea perspective, because here's the thing, uh, what's the CEO or whoever in Dortmund, he said, look, man's a good trainer, but he's like a difficult human being. Or he said something along those lines, like he's a difficult person. Uh, the, that guy at Dortmund said, so look, he'll, he'll have them playing well. He'll, he'll do all that stuff. Um, but I just don't, I, you know, I don't, for example, I don't see them as title challengers next season. You know what I mean? But as the short term, the very, very short term, which is, you know, the game on Thursday. Um, yeah, it, it's just one of those things that's frustrating because it's a new manager. You don't, and he's in the, in the, in this run so far, he's been switching up players in terms of lineups. You know, he's not, he hasn't had a consistent 11, right? So from a fan perspective, and I guess from a, you know, a staff perspective for Jurgen Klopp is, you know, how do we predict the lineup, how are they going to play, and so on and so forth. Comprising a game plan could be problematic from that point of view. Um, you know, as opposed to, remember, there was like a year with Klopp where we knew everyone and their mother knew and their puppy probably knew Jurgen Klopp starting 11. You know what I'm trying to say, right? So that worries me a bit. But listen, we're at home, and we all remember what this fixture's like was last season. I understand different circumstances, but hey, if we can, you know, gather that little bit of energy, put that into a spirit bomb, we'll be fine, baby. We'll okay. win this game, I and then there'll be a trophy at the end of it. <laughs> like, I did, nice. I, there, there's no trophy at the end of this. Yeah, there's game. no well, trophy. No. Best okay. German manager in the Premier League. Maybe that's what's up for. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, I can I can think about things um, and reminisce. <laughs> but look, man, I'm not worried about Tuchel. It'll be fine. I'm more worried about what we do. I'm not worried about the opposition in this regard. Um, so, I mean, I don't want to full-blown tactics yet. We'll get to the Drew point. I think it is an interesting point uh, about the style of play that they, they come at us with. The one thing that is for certain, though, is that, uh, you know, teams have been parking the bus and countering against us. Uh, and Tuchel is a good enough manager and has good enough players to make that work for them if he needs it to. Uh, at Anfield on Thursday night. Um, and here's the other thing. You brought it up, you know, everyone's getting rid of their Anfield hoodoo right now, and I really don't like it. And, you know, yeah. we, we did do, do, do the business against Chelsea last year. In my opinion, that's when Frank Lampard's reign began to crumble when he couldn't handle us simply celebrating winning the title. Yeah, the <laughs> oh, it's the first fucking time winning the league. You're giving it the big We're one. giving it the big one, Mike. Okay, Frank, when else are you supposed to give years. it the big one? It, <laughs> the, first, the first time you win it is when you give it the fucking big one, you tit. But anyways, he's gone. You got to wait for your seventh time. Yeah, right? Yeah. Let, let's have a moment of silence for Fat Frank. 
and it's oh, gone. And it's gone, and we don't care. Exactly. Next Tuesday. But you know, there is a chance here for not only just Chelsea to exercise some Anfield voodoo, but Thomas Tuchel himself has been on the end of a couple of Anfield beatings that he probably Bobby, is, baby. is not too fond of. The Bobby, the Dortmund 4-3. Dortmund 4-3 was the one. I was going to say, are those beatings are just like memorable Anfield nights that well, he was on the right. side of. Who was the manager then? It's ma- it was magic, yeah. like those nights. That's my favorite fan moment. If I were in an origin story, that's my favorite fan moment of that game against Dortmund. Well, yeah. So anyway, go on. There's Sorry. a lot of there's a lot of motivation there, and there is a little bit of a rivalry between Tuchel and Klopp. Uh, you know, Tuchel took over right after Klopp. Is he Klopp light? Is he better than Klopp? Some people believe that Tuchel has been trying to escape Klopp's shadow for you know the last you know four or five years, and now he has a chance to go heads up with him in the league a couple times a season and, and really prove his point, uh, where he really hasn't been able to in the past. However, enough about the blue shite. The plastic blue shite uh, next to Stanford Bridge with their beach pitch. And, well, he's not there anymore. I wanted to say their fat manager, but he's gone. Rest in peace. Uh, <laughs> there's plenty Lost of pie. There's plenty of pies to be bought in the stands now because Frat Frank isn't there to shove him down his throat. And that's a positive for Chelsea fans. I had to get in. Because he's probably going to start going to the games and buying oh, all the pies. <laughs> sorry, people. The pies are gone once again. Uh, no, I. I Andrew brought it up earlier. I hate this. I hate this team. I hate this team for so many reasons. My last lasting memory of living in England is we played them in what was called the a hundred million pound game or something. And they they beat us to get fourth place. We finished fifth because of that Roman Abramovich invested in Chelsea. And it began a miserable existence of watching what traditionally was a yo-yo and mid-table club suddenly become relevant. And all of the new plastic fans try to tell you what a massive club it is. But, you know, now we're 15 years on. They've been replaced by Man City. So so you're saying that Chelsea was City before City? Is that what you're saying? Exactly. 100%. They, oh, okay. They okay. are no Go longer back into the mid two thousands. So, so are you saying? Are you saying they're not a big? No, club? they Is unfortunately. Dude, oh, they okay. used to have a fucking greyhound track around the pitch. Fuck them. They're not. They're <laughs> I was gonna say at least city. At least with city, you got some lifers. Like, do you have Chelsea lifers? Like people who was around with Chelsea like back in the seventies. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, y'all, maybe yeah, y'all had to do with them. I just don't know any. They're all skinheads no, and racist, yeah. and they're very no, proud of it. I met so. a guy. He was a cop. He was nice. I met a dude. Oh, he, he was, was a cop. cop. Anyway. An English cop. An English <laughs> cop is different. They don't have guns there. Chill. Let's chill. 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 Let's leave this conversation real quickly and transition into our boys, the Reds. Was he the cop? The good guys. Better guys. Better guys. Better guys. So we were talking about Fabinho, right? Almost passed. We're talking about where do we put Fabinho? And this is where I kind of want to bring the Giroud thing into the conversation here. And we can kind of finish up that Fabinho conversation we were having earlier and ask the question, what does it mean if we persist with Fabinho at center back rather than sliding him up the field? Because in my opinion, if Giroud does play as the nine, well, he's the best target man in world football. They're going to be peeing balls up to him to have him knock him down and play, lay him off to the attacking players. Um, who would be the best option to stop that play in the midfield? Fabinho. He's got the height, the aerial ability. He has the ability to win the second balls. In my opinion, it's more important he be in front of Giroud blocking the space than behind him. Who's However, the best person to mark him on set pieces? I mean, 
probably Fabinho too, but you know, or not Phillips. or Phillips or Phillips. Yeah. I mean, which is I, why I got to get him into the lineup. <laughs> so David, I'll ask this question. The Chelsea lineup 11 comes up and Fabinho's at center back. What kind of conclusions are you drawing in your head? I think it's, it's a certain, like, first of all, I think it says, says that he just still does not have faith in, cause I think it's probably Phillips that gets dropped. Tells you that he still does not have faith in him in in big games, which is kind of going to be tough for that kid to ever really establish some confidence. Because every time he plays well, he doesn't get the doesn't get a big opportunity. And it's also just like a, an absolute commitment to the system. I think like it's not wanting to not to not wanting to change and play other formations. Cause I think he's going to, here's the thing. We, we just talked about how conservative they're probably going to be. They're going to be pragmatic. I think they might play five, three, two kind of type thing. And if they go and do that, he's going to want to play the four, three, three style of football that won us the title. Right. Cause supposedly this is a team that should come out and play football against you. But you know, I, I think you do that better with Fabinho in the midfield. I just don't know as Jurgen Klopp agrees. I think he's going to want that pace at the back so that we can play those high lines. And, you know, because that's the thing with the 4-3-3, right? you got to have the pace at center back to play the high lines. And we don't have it in Kabak and Phillips. I like them both. But I really think that you got to let them sit a little bit deeper and create more lines. So something like a 4-2-3-1 is more, more fitting for that personnel. Um I just don't know if he'll go with it. Yeah, I mean, I've gotten to the point now where the more that he persists, given that, you know, it's not even just now that Nat Phillips played well. We started him at City. <laughs> like, yeah. there's no bigger game in the whole league than City away. And at that point in time, you had a little bit more options at the back, and you still decided that you were going to play Nat Phillips at the back against City. Is Chelsea at home a, a bigger match than away at City? I just, I don't see it. And so he it played get- well away to Tottenham. He's played well, you know, against West Ham home and away. He's, he's, pr- I think he's shown at this point he can do it. Yeah, I mean, I agree. And I, I think the more he plays, the more confidence he gets, the more he plays like a center back that Jurgen Klopp wants. But, you know, yeah, I think for some reason Klopp got it in his head that he needs Fabinho back there for the ball playing ability and the pace. But, you know, you lose so much more, especially with Giroud getting into the mix. And it does get to the point where I just feel like the system at this point is way more important to Jurgen Klopp than it is adapting just even a little bit. Although, to be fair, against Sheffield, he did show adaptability. And I know... As I say this, Darius, you somewhat disagree with this point that I'm making that Klopp maybe favors the system more than getting success out of the team. Yeah, I mean, I I disagree with the fact that Fabinho going into center half means that you're sticking with the system because the system is built off of Fabinho playing the six, Henderson on the right, Trent being able to bomb on. Like, that's what the system is. So this is whatever perverted system that he's been forced to play this season that he's committed to that he's kind of falling back into. It's Her, more reverse. of going into that shell because that's what the thing is. It's like, this is not what Liverpool are supposed to be. This is not what they were over the last few years by playing Fabinho at center half. So it's his commitment to the shell that he had to kind of go into over the winter period where we saw Liverpool playing like crap was with Fabinho at center half and with the midfield looking all kind of disjointed. So it's it's that play to not lose that he's falling back to. It's a commitment to that. Where if you put Fabinho at the six, it allows the midfield to play a little bit more free 
And yes, you are taking a risk with the center backs, but we've already seen with the number of penalties that Fabinho has given away, with the number of times he's been out of position. And come on, you're going to tell me that Fabinho is really quicker than Kabak and, and, and Phillips? They're all at the same pace. They're all I at agree. the same pace. They're not. I mean, he's would, not that much quicker. Agree. He, I, I, I would say the same. Right. So it's like there's. I don't know the I, exact, I don't, I don't like really hear the times. argument. Right. That that it's like any kind of like a system based decision. I'm not saying that Klopp won't put him there. I'm just saying that I don't think it's system-based. I think it's just he's understanding that he wants his most senior guy to play at what he considers to be the most important of the positions. I think that's what it comes down to. The fact that it's a commitment to being more conservative and a commitment to playing to not lose by putting Fabinho at center half. But as far as like saying, oh, well, it's putting the system above the players. I I just I don't necessarily agree with that aspect of it. And at this point, though, we can't lose. Yeah, I mean, so I I wouldn't fall as as frustrated as I will be. You would understand why playing the midfield right on Thursday. Exactly. And and, although it will still be frustrating, like I'll. Need to drink it away. So need to drink the frustration away. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Let me ask everybody this. Damn though. you do. Damn you don't. All right, go ahead. Dave. Let me ask everybody this though. Yeah. Is a draw, in your opinion, that much better than a loss? At this point in the season, really. no, because of where the table is and what our goals ultimately have to be. You have to win this game. Uh, a point, two, uh, getting a point is two points lost and a point for them picked up more than it is us picking up a point. Yeah, I, w- I would agree. I mean, uh, look, I, if it's it's for me, it's fourth or just fucking finish ninth. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. no, no, please know your own. I know that they're I not know. thinking that, but like I could do without Thursdays. Yeah, I really, yeah. honestly. <laughs> and just honestly, like the prospect. And every game being on Sunday. Yeah, and the prospect of like, you know, Jurgen Klopp with a full week of training every week at the end of the season kind of, you know, gets me a little excited. Um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. And, and 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 in that regard of we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. We've done our lineups. Uh, let's start with Darius. Uh, I believe we'll be putting a graphic up. I'm guessing right now and in the moment. <sighs> more editing. To do. <laughs> All right, I put well, Darius on the spot. I'm, I'm, I'm basically putting up the same one that I submitted to because um, we did this bit like a couple weeks ago. But it's the same lineup where obviously, all right, Henderson is not going to be in there. But you go with a back four. Of Rabo, Kabak, Phillips, and Trent Alexander Arnold, obviously Allison, Fabinho in the six. Then the question becomes, all right, who do you have at the right side? I think if you wanted to go Milner, I'll listen to that argument. If you want to go with Genie, I'll listen to that argument. Um, but Jones, Tiago, Keita, I want to see them on the left playing that more free role. Whoever's doing the dirty work is playing on the right. And then, yeah, Sadio Mane, Mohamed Salah. And I think I still do, even if Jota is 100% ready, I think I still do go with Firmino, at least from the start, just because, I, I mean, I look at it and it's nice to have those options off the bench where you can go to a Navi Keita, you can go to a Diogo Jota. I mean, the bench, let's be honest, it's a hell of a lot stronger than it's been over the last couple of months. So if for nothing else, having a strengthened bench means that the last 30 minutes, you get a little bit of a supercharge where for the last couple of months, it's been shit. Divock, Shakiri, Jake Kane. What am I doing here? So that's that's what I'm looking at. 
All right. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope it's that. I really like to see Fabinho in the six. Um, we shall see, my friend. David, you're 11. Uh, yeah, going to be the same back four for me uh, and Allison. I wasn't sure if Allison was going to play or not, but it sounds like he's going to play now. So it's been training uh, all week. Obviously, so, yeah. he gets. Yeah, so obviously he gets the nod, and then yeah, I'm going to go with that back four because I just think it's the best option right now. And then I'm going to go in the midfield with Fabinho, probably Vinaldum because he's been Iron Man all season, and it's almost like it would just feel weird to see us play with him not in there. It would be like who the fuck is this <laughs> <laughs> um, now he's that's a hell of a shout from Darius on Milner and something that you might actually see in this game just because of his experience especially uh, if Fabinho is at center half co-op. Milner would probably I'd play to six probably right? go- yeah 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 even though I cut off yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> him and Jeannie would kind of yeah. maybe split it yeah, or do I like think... a uh, do like we did last game with him and Tiago, you know what I mean? But then just let let Tiago go if he plays, or let um, you know whoever else if it's Jones. But I, I probably go. I mean, I had mine as uh, Genie, Fabinho, and Vinaldum, or uh, sorry, Tiago, <laughs> Genie, Fabinho, Tiago. Then I'm going to go with the front three, as they usually are. And the reason being, uh, I, I agree with what Darius says. If you can get Jota on the pitch as a, or off, off the bench, it gives us something that we haven't had before. I mean, I don't think he's going to be ready to start yet anyways. But I'd like to see him come on, change the game a little bit on an hour, something like that. Um, a part of me actually wanted to say instead of Genie, go with Keita, but I don't think Keita's quite ready to start yet. If this was a week down the line, I would say, yeah, but I would probably, cause I think, you know, we talked about it in the last episode, like Fabinho and Keita and Tiago is like kind of, it, that's the promising midfield, the energy that Keita brings the discipline and the ball winning that Fabinho brings. And then Tiago's creativity, the three of them together. I mean, that, that has big potential, but Kate is probably not quite there yet. So I'm going to go Tiago Fabinho genie. All right. Yeah. Um, Maybe off the bench. Yeah. I mean, I think I do have Kate in my midfield just because, uh, yeah, you know, I just, he, he played, started getting him in there at the last end and Klopp loves him. He just loves him so much. I think he's going to try to sneak him in there and he did play the first game against Chelsea. It was very promising uh, going forward and, breaking the lines, which if we all believe that they're going to be pragmatic might be important, but my preferred 11, because it's preferred formation change five, three, uh, five, three, no, no, five, two, three, uh, because why not? You know, Fabinho as the center defensive five, player two. that can push forward and become the defensive midfielder. It's basically a four, four, two diamond, but we're pretending that Fabinho drops in deep to defend, but if they're going to be pragmatic, we're going to be up the pitch. He'll be able to go, uh, Again, Keita, Tiago, Genie uh, fill out the midfield, and then Bobby. Uh, oh wait, sorry, Fabinho, Tiago, and Keita. No Genie, and then uh, yeah, up front, Bobby, uh, Mane, and Salah. Uh, and I would have Salah and Mane pinch in to do the combinations and have Bobby play the ten, just because, like you said, you know, one way to to work Bobby in there is to let him drop deeper and be creative because he doesn't have the finishing, but he has all the moves and he has the passing still, and like you know, might as well play to his strengths, right? Yeah, I think like. If you know, as the graphic came up there, that's kind of what I'm thinking too. It, something like a diamond, you could almost call it like a four-one-three-two kind of type thing. Like, 
Yeah, with with Bobby dropping a bit deeper. Yeah, because it, he looked good in, in the combinations dropping deeper. Um, but that's would be my preferred. He was 11. Getting on the ball more, he was actually yeah, man, more oper- more looks at goal, more opportunities running at players. Yeah, than we've seen in a while. It's like Darius said. Uh, Ross and Redman talked about it. The eight might be his future. I mean, he's still going to have the 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 Add some height to the midfield too. ability. Right. He's got the pressing ability. He has everything that a midfielder has. He doesn't even really play striker. The false nine is basically a midfielder playing up at the front of your attack. That's yeah. what a false that's what a false nine is. So but my favorite preferred eleven. Take it away, Andrew. <laughs> Do we have enough time? Yeah, just uh, you got two minutes. Give us the give us the eleven and then we're gonna we'll we'll All talk right, about so it. So the eleven is we ain't got oh, enough time to talk about it. <laughs> just give right, us the so my players, boyfriend, my boyfriend in goal. Allison, Ali, and then Robo, uh, Kabak, Nate, because uh, first name basis, of course. Uh, Trent. Even though it's Nat. <laughs> what did I say? Nate. 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 Whatever. I whatever. <laughs> I mean, Nathaniel, I Nate, Nathan. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. Whatever, man. Anyway, Fab, El Flaco, uh, Keita, Chiago, Mane, Jones, and Salah. That's so the front three would be yeah. Jones, Mane, and Mo. Yes. Uh, let me repeat that. Sam Mane and uh, Moses Salah up front, you know. Yeah, Mo, Mane. <laughs> what? Ne- never Moses. mind. Oh, get it. All right. <laughs> Listen, I love I love Andrew's lineup. Jones up front. I it does go off with the the idea of letting him go further forward. If it happens, man, I'll give you a lot of money. No, it won't happen. But, Absolutely. If you, happen. you know what? We talked about mixing things up and taking opponents by surprise. I could just see Tuchel getting that that team sheet and go what yeah. the fuck is all right this? <laughs> real quickly david score uh chelsea's pragmatism haunts them two nil to the reds darius score i'll go three one liverpool and two goals off the bench for diogo jota andrew quick score one nil and i'm gonna go with four nil to the reds i don't know where <laughs> that came from it was the first score that came to mind and oh, thank oh you for God. tuning in to tampa bay cop talk Let's smash the blues up the reds. I'm Jordan. I'm David. That's Darius. I'm going to hate editing this. (laughs) I'm just confused why we're ending the show. Until next time. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) 